the games industry is hugely powerful, like it wields enormous economic and social and cultural power. Um, so not including those diverse voices and including a wide variety of identities and experiences means that a very narrow band of identities and experiences are controlling this really influential cultural product, right? Creating space for our community uh, is important to the people who participate. And, uh, you know, it's good for them as humans and individuals, and it's good for the communities um, that, they, that they go back into. Hi everyone, Dave Petrangelo here from Back in My Day. Thanks everyone for tuning in once again. We do have a bit of a special bonus episode for you here. Uh, I was lucky enough to chat to Dames Making Games. Now, you may or may not have heard of it. We're based out of the city of Toronto uh, in Canada and um, this is something that uh, has been going on since 2012. You're here in the interview. Uh, Dames Making Games is a not-for-profit organization based out of the city here where we're all based, that helps marginalized communities get a jumpstart in the games industry. Now, things have obviously changed in 2020 with uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. So a note for that, hope everyone's uh, safe and healthy and wearing their mask, washing their hands and continuing all that good stuff. Um, so we spoke not only about what Dames Making Games is, but how it's evolved in 2020, because a lot of businesses, organizations, and especially not-for-profits have had to make uh, some pretty big adjustments. And um, we spoke to them about that. And I just wanted to uh, get this interview out there. I wanted to do a bit of a special episode on this because I think it's important work. And uh, it's interesting to know that now that a lot of their work has gone online, there are a lot of people that can now participate instead of uh, maybe if you can't make it down to the downtown Toronto, if you're somewhat in the GTA area, um, now you can do a lot of things online as well, but you'll hear more of those details in the interview as well. Um, so thanks everybody for listening and thank you to Dames Making Games for being a part of this. And uh, as always, if you want to find us online, you can find us at DayBackIn on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, follow our Twitch channel as well, Back In My Day Plays. And uh, we will continue to, uh, and Back In My Day Games, both really actually is what we use. Um, and we'll continue to keep our content out there. Uh, let us know if you... Uh, Enjoy the interview and always reach out to DMG as well if you wanted to participate or hear more about them as well. All that information is uh, also at uh, dmg.to. That's the best place to find them or DMG Toronto on Twitter as well. Hope you enjoy the interview. doesn't know and it would like to know what is DMG? DMG is uh, a grassroots community-driven not-for-profit video game arts organization and we were founded in 2012 to create space for those communities that are often marginalized in tech and game spaces and we really focus on creating space for uh, those marginalized creators to play and critique video games within a cultural context. Um, so this this means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, if, uh, if you want to get into AAA production, that's a way that we can support you. Uh, if you're just interested in playing games and being around uh, in a supportive community, that's something that we do too. Uh, we do a, a ton of workshops, game jams, social events. Uh, we provide mentorship, 
as well as studio space and workspace for folks to come in. So it's really a very wide variety of supports that we offer, but it's all about centering and supporting people who are uh, historically have been sort of marginalized and pushed out of those kinds of spaces. Amazing. So um, were you there from the beginning? Is, has it been from the beginning? Okay. So, um, I mean, obviously the, the, the gist of it and then the sort of mini elevator pitch that you just said is, is obviously very impressive and very important. Um, why, if you can, if you can call back a little bit, why begin it, why begin things like this when you did and what stood out to you um, in particular or, or the, the group of you that made it feel like it's the right time to do something like this? Uh, so we were founded in 2012 um, along uh, my co-founders are Cecily Carver and Alex Leach. And really the problem that we saw was that uh, folks from these marginalized identity groups and also people who are um, racialized or face barriers for other reasons are really like facing so many barriers to inclusion in tech and game spaces. Um, why is that a problem? Um, for us uh, from the beginning, like we can see that the game, like the games industry is hugely powerful. Like it wields enormous economic and social and cultural power. Um, so not including those diverse voices and including a wide variety of identities and experiences means that a very narrow band of identities and experiences are controlling this really influential cultural product, right? Um, so that's sort of one aspect of it and it's really important. Um, but also we have a community because we need it and we want it. Um, and it's sort of a, a, a perspective that we often hearken back to. It's not that we are necessarily trying to change the entire games industry to be more inclusive and to have better representation and to, uh, you know, bring uh, marginalized people into positions of power, even though th those are really important goals. And we think that that is something that happens because of our work. Um, it's like creating space for our community uh, is important to the people who participate. And, uh, you know, it's good for them as humans and individuals, and it's good for the communities um, that they that they go back into. So you've touched on a little bit of, of what's available. Uh, as far as what what DMG does for for um, for these groups and uh, over the years, and obviously it, things evolve as as they go along. And this year is obvious; it, it's obvious at this point that this year has evolved in many different ways. Um, how has how has this year changed the way that DMG needs to approach? I guess just week to week, month to month um, work with uh, with everything that's been going on since I guess since the beginning of twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, this is everybody's challenge right now. We're, uh, DMG has always been very IRL first. Um, we've put a lot of emphasis over our um, eight, nine years of existence on creating physical space to be together and create those community bonds in Toronto. So, you know, um, many times over the years, we've heard from people across Canada who are like, oh, I wish I had DMG you know, in Vancouver, in Saskatoon. And we've always said, yes, please make something like DMG uh, in your city and we would love to support you, but this is us, this is us here now. Um, because we, we know that like scaling our support to the people who are around us is what we can do with the resources that we have. And that feels responsible to us. Um, you know, we offer a huge variety, like I said, of adapt, like uh, of 
different types of educational and social programming. Um, and we've always been very adaptive to our membership. We do, um, you know, six to eight week intensives where we teach um, people how to create their very first game from scratch. We do regular workshops. We have artist talks, game nights, uh, writer's circle for people who are interested in narrative design and writing for games. Um, and we kind of had to put all of that on pause in the spring, but you know, it, it gave us a chance to take a breath and sort of reassess where we're at because it was, it was very much go, 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 um, you know, doing this work all the time and, and being very active. So it's, we see it sort of as a bit of an opportunity, uh, as sad as it, as it is to not be in the same space with our members and our community. Um, we've been able to adapt very quickly. Uh, we've moved a lot of that programming online. Um, and one thing that we have done is really take a look at our policies uh, around sort of um, safety, the way that we interact with each other and adapt them for online spaces. So instead of just kind of throwing everything up into Zoom or Google Meet, which is what we're using, um, you know, we've said, what does it look like to, um, you know, provide a space that, that is as safe and welcoming as our physical workshop space uh, has been over the years. Um, so that's been kind of something that we've taken some time to do. Um, it's also giving us the opportunity to include people from across Canada. Uh, we've always been very Toronto focused because of the IRL nature of our programming. Um, but now I feel like attitudes have really changed about how people feel included in communities um, that they're not physically in. Yes, we could have always been doing things online, um, but I think it has taken this shift in how people think of what community can be to really make that um, something that we can run with. So now a lot of our, a lot of people are saying, oh my gosh, I can now participate in DMG where, you know, last night we had a, our uh, monthly writer circle and social and there's folks from across Canada and the US joining in now which is really exciting because now we're including more people and more identities and more experiences. And um, we do have a program coming up that is uh, also very explicitly inclusive of folks from across Canada called Damage Labs, which I can go on about forever. Yeah. No, that's totally fine. I wanted to actually touch on, uh, I mean, we, we, will, we will get to that, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because I'm very interested in hearing about that as well. And it's, it's, new right it's brand new so yeah. that's great so um before we get to that we're, we're you know you've touched on a whole lot of, of a range of things of of what dmg does and offers let's get into some specifics about exactly what you know if someone's listening or, or seeing this and, and they don't know what a game jam is they don't know exactly whether it's online or not let's talk about a little bit more specifics of some of the standout uh programs that are available yeah, so we do uh, game jams, which um, if you've ever heard of a hackathon, it's sort of like that. Uh, we uh, have our own particular uh, way of um, doing game jams, which is basically uh, over two days, usually a weekend. Um, we bring together maybe 20 or 30 people uh, from the community who have a very wide uh, range of experience making games. Some people have never made a game before and they wanna try it for the first time. Uh, some people are more experienced and just wanna kind of work on something for the weekend. And uh, it's a very low pressure, um, but concentrated uh, time to make a game from scratch. And there's so many tools out there um, that are free, open source, um, and uh, quite easy to pick up. Um, 
uh, that you can basically make a, a small game in a weekend, no matter what level of experience that you have. So we've done, I think, close to 30 of these game jams over the years. Um, and uh, our most recent one, we actually did online over Discord. Um, so we did a, well, we also support folks who are doing tabletops. So we did a tabletop uh, RPG uh, role-playing game jam uh, over Discord. Um, so we are finding that even these very, you know, in-person kinds of um, events uh, can work online. Um, we also do uh, uh, intensives um, or long programs, which are sort of similar to, in the tech world, an incubator, um, where we provide uh, six to eight weeks of intensive uh, coaching, mentorship, and uh, ed like programming, uh, workshop programming. So. Um, we introduce folks to everything to do with games from game design uh, on the theory side to actually building something in Unity or Unreal, which are uh, some of the popular uh, game uh, software engi uh, engines that people use to make uh, 3D games uh, to Twine and other tools. Uh, and we teach uh, sound design and making music uh, for games. So people kind of get a taste of everything. It's not meant to be, now you're an expert in making games. It's more like uh, I'm interested in playful experiences as a way to express myself creatively. And I want an introduction to every aspect of making them so that I can focus on the thing I find most interesting. We also do a series of narrative workshops. So uh, Caitlin Tremblay and Natalie Zina Walshots do a four part series every couple of months on writing romance for games, uh, writing horror for games, and uh, writing characters. And this is really great for people who are coming from um, maybe writing or publishing background. Um, and it's, it's another way that we support people who don't necessarily want to make a whole game by themselves, but are interested in uh, the playful possibilities and applying existing skills and interests to video games. Just the range just keeps, the more you explain it, the more I, I realize how much the range goes. And uh, especially with something like narrative, like you said, you don't have to build or, or begin or even, you know, do an entire game, whether it's by yourself or in a small group. But narrative is obviously very important. And that's something that's moved forward in games in the last few years, uh, I think, twofold, if, if even more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, about Damage Labs as well. We, we touched on it before. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. Yeah. Uh, Damage Labs is uh, a bit of a departure from the kind of work that uh, DMG has done in the past, but for the same reason that we have so many different kinds of programs that we offer, um, it, it's, it, it exists. It's, and it, it's adaptive to what we see as problems and solutions to including more diverse voices in game making. Um, so Damage Labs is a free program for new founders from historically marginalized and underrepresented backgrounds who are interested in starting a commercial game studio. So uh, while a lot of our programs support folks who want to um, make games as a hobby or sort of a side pursuit um, or uh, you know, something that they do with their friends or in their spare time, uh, we're, we're thinking about how we can change the industry from the outside in. Um, so through this program, uh, we will be exploring ethical labor frameworks, um, alternative financing, such as, such as social finance, 
and different kinds of cooperative business structures um, that center marginalized creators. Um, so instead of sort of replicating that studio structure that exists today, we're trying something new and different. And um, one of the problems that this is solving is, um, you might not know this, but in Canada, and in, particularly, in particular in Ontario, there's a ton of financial support for, for games. Um, there's a lot of different funding options um, that support folks who are making game projects. But a lot of these programs and funding opportunities don't really support people who want to run their game studio as a business. They're not sort of investing in them in the long term and allowing them to explore different ways of operating uh, so that they can exist in the long term and em employ more people and make more games. Um, so our program uh, will take you from scratch to an investable studio in six months. Um, there will be an application process. So our very first cohort uh, will be six new founders. And um, we're looking for people from across Canada, not just Ontario, not just Toronto. And um, you'll receive six months of intensive training uh, and men mentorship from really amazing experts and uh, game studios who have tried some new and interesting things. Uh, you'll also receive uh, direct coaching from um, people who do uh, venture capital investment and social finance investment. So really the goal is at the end of this program, not to have a complete game, not to even necessarily know what kind of game you're going to make, but to have a blueprint for a sustainable and investable game studio that you will operate in Canada. It's, it, there's a lot there, right? I think, I think for anyone that, that follows, well, just, in, I mean, you know, when it comes down to, to creating a game, I think for anyone that, um, whether people know it or not, I mean, it's, it's insanely expensive and difficult to get a game off the ground. Um, yeah. Whether it's a small team or a big team, it's going to take lots of time and money. And, you know, that you can say that about a lot of professions and a lot of creative ventures. Um, but something like this will really help propel at least the first few steps or at least those first six months or year, whatever it takes. Um, is, 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 are things changing a little bit too because of what we're seeing in the world around us at the moment? Is, do you think that uh, this is going to be, you're, you're going to be, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word and, and, and you can, you can, uh, you can use a different one if you want, but it's sort of like a, a, a trailblazing type of, of venture here to try and, and create such a change during a time that it appears that uh, things need to obviously, I mean, it, that, that was obvious a long time ago, but now it seems to be a little bit or a lot more in the forefront. So is now feel like an even better opportunity for something like DMG in general or, or Damage Labs? Now is such an opportune time um, to be trailblazing and to be doing a program like this. Um, Consumer spending on games is up 28% year over year from last year in North America. Um, and of course, just since April, um, there's been a huge increase in, in consumer spending on games because games bring people together. They provide a way for people to connect and be social while staying safe. Uh, and I don't think this is something that will change uh, once we're able to be together again, because games obviously is a, a massive industry um, that has been growing consistently, um, even especially in Canada. And 
um, this is the perfect time to be doing something like this and to be starting a studio because of that interest and because this industry wields so much economic and social power, uh, DMG feels it's, it's really necessary uh, to bring new and more voices into that and to make that process that can be very expensive, um, can require you to have networks that are very, very hard to break into, uh, can require a ton of learning on both the technical and artistic and, uh, you know, sort of the business side that doesn't necessarily translate from like a tech startup or from other industries. Um, and, and sort of for DMG to be able to provide access um, to all of those things at this exact moment is really exciting because uh, more people are going to be playing games. What kind of games are they going to be playing? Who is going to be represented in those games? Uh, what will those narratives look like? Who are the people who are making money and being successful in games? What did they look like? Um, and having a chance to shape that is really exciting. Amazing. Um, I, I won't keep it too much longer, but I do want to make sure that we're letting people know where they can, one, get a hold of yourself or anybody at DMG and, and Damage Labs and any of that. So let's let's get right right into that. Let's uh, let me know and everybody else know uh, where we can where we can find you, how they can sign up if they're interested, or if they have any questions before they sign up. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Uh, so DMG's website is dmg.to, and uh, you can read about all of our upcoming um, workshops and social events, which anybody is welcome to join. They're all free. Uh, we also have the info session coming up for Damage Labs on September 10, which you can register for on dmg.to. And if you want more information about Damage Labs, go to damagelabs.ca. The best way to sort of keep in touch and uh, see what we're doing is Twitter, uh, Damage Labs on Twitter, uh, DMG Toronto as well. Amazing. Uh, anything along the way we might have missed? I know we sort of covered a lot, but anything that stands out that you'd, you'd like to make sure that we're talking about? Um, I, I do want to give a little shout out. One of our members uh, is releasing a game on April 28th. Uh, that's today. Um, it's called Hot Seagulls in Your Area. And uh, you need to get some seagulls on a boardwalk to kiss. Uh, it's amazing. You can check it out on Itch. Amazing. Another great place to find so many small, uh, cool yeah. games as well. Uh, well, yeah. thank you so much for for taking yeah, the time my pleasure. Um, i'm so excited that we got to to do this and uh and we'll be following along with the work especially with something like damage labs as well and uh and hopefully we'll be able to chat again in the future as well this is yeah. excellent i really appreciate yeah, I, it i really appreciate you reaching out and giving us a giving me an opportunity to chat about all this it's like it's my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> that's great well it's it's my favorite thing to find out about something like this i mean I, i've been aware of it for a little while but uh just finally had the opportunity to uh to reach out and say you know what this is a great time to do this um obviously for great reasons and um it's it's a no-brainer it was a no-brainer to me so um that's great. so i really appreciate the time and, and thanks so much for 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 taking it